0: Here we are again, Holy Saturday, that strange day in the calendar that sometimes seems to be a placeholder more than anything else. For us, it is the last day of Lent for which I suspect we are all grateful. We have presumably spent the last 40 days, not counting Sundays, doing whatever we needed to do for the observant of Lent Now that time is almost over. Those 40 days are intended to reflect or perhaps parallel the 40 days that Jesus wandered in the wilderness. The time after his baptism. He was, according to the narratives, tempted by worldly goods and powers. We don't know much other than that. But I suspect Jesus was also spending these days clarifying how he saw his ministry praying to God that his vision was what was expected and sorting out how he would accomplish the ministry as he ultimately saw it. I wonder if Jesus observed the Sabbath days that fell during the time of his wandering in the wilderness. The supposed intensity of that time would almost demand some periods of just doing nothing. In the broader sense of things, we are long past those 40 days in Jesus' life. In fact, for all appearances, Jesus' earthly ministry ended yesterday. Jesus is now dead. They nailed him to a cross. They crucified him. He died. His body is in a tomb, a new tomb, one that was never used before. A stone rests in front of the opening. Jesus is dead. Period. End of the story. 2,000 years ago, that did appear to be the end of the story from the perspective of those who had been a part of a ministry and then witnessed the killing of its founder. Despair, hopelessness, helplessness, these were feelings of those who had witnessed the murder of Jesus. What was next? What were they to do? Because they were observant Jews, they were not supposed to do anything at all on this or any other Sabbath. Perhaps that was a good thing. Perhaps the Sabbath rest gave them time to process their feelings and their thoughts. Perhaps numbness, grief, pain just enveloped them, and doing nothing was probably the best thing they could have done. They may or may not have had faith to console them. Jesus had told them beforehand what was going to happen to him. He also told them that he would be resurrected, he would be raised, depending on which community of the Jews They were, they knew about promises of resurrection from the dead. Yet they had no evidence, no experience. It hadn't happened before as far as they knew. Faith being the assurance of things unseen probably did not offer much consolation to this group. All they had to go on was what this carpenter from Nazareth had told them. Was it enough? How often have we had such times in our own lives? When we suffer a loss, to what? To whom do we turn? How long of a Sabbath time do we give ourselves to cope with the loss? To process our feelings? To achieve some form of resolution or closure for ourselves? Our society is such that we're often told that we just need to process, get over it, and move on with our lives. That may be one of the most unhealthy bits of information we could ever receive. Do we have the faith to help us with these same issues? Is what the carpenter from Nazareth taught and showed us enough? If I didn't have a strong faith, a faith that absorbs as comfort the simple words, I am the resurrection and the life, then I don't think I could be here now. I doubt I would be in a community of believers at all, much less offering my thoughts on a holy Saturday. Life cannot be lived without pain and loss. There is no way around that. No matter how happy or contented we might find ourselves. There is no way around that. Yet does not that pain and loss give us the contrast we need to recognize the joys and the wonders of this life? Would we really know one without the other? Would we know joy without sadness? Does not pain give us the contrast to know comfort, contentment, and wholeness? We walk by faith not by sight. Did the disciples have that faith on this day so long ago? Our own faith. How much different is it than that of the early followers? We don't have much information about their thoughts. We know that most ran away after the crucifixion. They had heard words of encouragement before that, but how much of what they had heard came to mind after it was all over. Our faith, we do have the narratives we cherish. We have the reports that were handed down over the centuries. Can that alone provide the faith that we need? My faith is supported by the narratives, but my heart is truly where my faith resides. Encounters with God throughout my life have strengthened that faith. The narratives lead me there, but the encounters kept me in the faith. I learned that God is always there, sometimes when expected, sometimes just on the sly. But God is not there to fix things. God is there to keep the promise that we would never have to make this journey of life alone. How is our faith different from those who waited out this day some 2,000 years ago? I really don't know the answer to that. I do know that I am grateful for their faith in recording the narratives we have and for being the tiny initial spark of faith that now gives us hope. So what are we to do with all of this? Part of what we must do is wait, just as they did long ago. Part of what we must do is prepare for the rejoicing we will do in the morning. And part of what we must do is nurture the faith we find in ourselves and share that with others. If we don't have a belief in what the carpenter from Nazareth taught us and showed us, why are we here? If we don't share the good news we have received, why are we here? The best news we could hear is that the tomb is empty. But that is not the news of today. A blessed and peaceful Holy Saturday to all of you, Amen.